The more you do it, the less daunting it becomes. Be yourself, be authentic, be true to who you are. We get referred through our network and our network helps drive those opportunities. We count on people to help us personally and professionally. It's so important to have networks like that. We walked through fire so you don't have to. <laughs> Smart people learn from their mistakes. Smarter people learn from others' mistakes. I'm Karen Bruno, and you are listening to Tech Legacies Podcast. Welcome to the Tech Legacies video podcast. I am your host, Fanny Dunnigan, where every, every episode we come to you with technology executives and professionals sharing their challenges, lessons, advice, and journeys so that we can help you, the next generation of tech analysts, professionals, grow your career and really flourish in the technology industry. And this episode, we have the amazing Karen Bruno, CEO of Technology Ball, as well as Tech CXO Launchpad. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for having me, Fanny. Absolutely. Karen, even before I met you, your name was like circling around the, the technology circles and communities here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And a lot of it, I think, came from the fact that you organized this amazing, not just event, but this organization called Technology Ball. So can you tell us a little bit about how that got started and, and that progression from there? You know, absolutely, thank you. And I'm so humbled that Technology Ball has grown over the years. It, for a long time, it was really just the best kept secret, mm. I think. In when Dallas. did it start, actually? So it started actually in 2011. Okay. We launched the concept with a founders dinner, mm -hmm. and at that time I was working for a nonprofit organization, and it was a supply chain solutions software provider, uh -huh. and uh, really doing incredible things in the technology space. But I was charged with bringing fundraisers to this organization. Mm -hmm. People are used to fundraising to cure a disease or to fight hunger or yeah. those kinds of yeah. things. And we were driving 20% greater efficiency through the application <laughs> of technology in the supply chain sector, in the yes. social sector. And it's an odd thing to raise money for. Mm. So people didn't really understand it, but the people who did understand it are the technology industry individuals. Mm -hmm. So really Technology Ball was born out of that. And we bring vendors and suppliers together with technology decision makers, CIOs, CTOs, CISOs, VPs of IT, directors of IT, you name it. We call them executive hosts. Mm. We bring them together in an environment that is social to allow them to build business relationships together. And upon that foundation, um, partnerships can form and it really drives opportunities for this community. So we launched as the nonprofit fundraiser. A couple years in, we got a new CEO. The new CEO had different visions for the nonprofit organization. He wanted us to focus solely on hunger relief, which is wonderful. Who doesn't want to focus on hunger relief? But in the tech sector, it didn't really align with the sensibilities in, in their business acumen. Mm. So they really appreciated this idea of building opportunities for the next generation yes. of tech leaders. So Technology Ball, uh, unfortunately, foundered <laughs> under the direction of the new CEO. And I had the wherewithal to see that coming. And so I launched Technology Ball on my own in 2014. Mm -hmm. And it's really been going ever since. So we are 
um, I am 10 years in doing wow. technology ball on my own. Wow. <laughs> now, like some people look at that on, and see that and think, what a daunting task <laughs> to bring, well, first of all, to reach out to technology executives who are busy, you know, full schedules. What was that kind of outreach to them process like and, and maybe some difficulties you uh, encountered and how you overcame them? So when we started Technology Ball, I was at the nonprofit organization. And so there was a, a whole community rallying around the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And from there, we were really able to get a, a great head start on Technology Ball. So initially, um, we were working with AT&T. So we were fortunate enough to get the global CIO of AT&T. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good start uh -huh. <laughs> in terms yes. of, of laying a foundation. Um, from there, we really had about a dozen very strong um, IT executives that participated, and we really built from there. Mm -hmm. So I just started, I tell people, I, I am a nerd, so I tell people I'm big in nerds. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I me say. too. <laughs> and, right? And um, so once you start, um, you know, really being in the technology circles, it's a very um, intimate world, right? So it's, it's one degree of separation. I think it's a very small community. It's a tight community. Mm -hmm. And even across um, states, right? So I have technology relationships that span beyond DFW because mm -hmm. of it's a highly mobile industry and um, people love technology balls, so they sort of take us with them. Yeah. Um, so we've really built our relationships over time and People that participate in Technology Ball love Technology Ball, yeah. and so they'll refer us to their their colleagues and people that they've worked with over time. And um, you know, people really see us as uh, as kind of a family. Uh, mm -hmm. The community that we have built is really helping foster relationships beyond the boardroom, if you will. Oh, I love that. So it's almost like starting with a a core group first, and then just having that spread out and then building those relationships from there. I don't want to date myself, but like those Prell commercials from back in the day where yeah. I told two friends and I told two friends. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I think Technology Bell really did grow organically. And so when you say that my name has been swirling around there and it is not me, it is the community yeah. that I have been fortunate enough to bring together. And um, I think we just have something really special. I love that. Now, you, you mentioned about relationship building. I think that's something, you know, we, we go to school, we learn all the technical side of things, we learn numbers, figures, science, you know, computer science, and I think sometimes we forget about this critical element of relationship building. What has been some of the things that you've done to, that, an advice you would have for our audience to like deepen relationships, to nurture relationships with people? I mean, I think being authentic is really mm -hmm. very important. And um, I tell people that at Technology Ball events, my community lets their guard down and they let their hair down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have had CIOs sing karaoke at our Black Tie Gala in front of 50 or more of their peers. And I just think, how am I getting them to do this? I had a couple of uh, CIOs who at one point wanted to do a lip sync challenge. And I just thought, what is this even going to look like? <laughs> and they, you know, they really do um, get very immersed in, in this community. 
And I think that because in technology there is a lot of uh, career movement, they say that the shelf life of a CIO, if you will, is two to five years. Mm -hmm. So these individuals are constantly moving and growing their careers. And you know sometimes they're making moves by choice, sometimes less by choice. And an important part of your next move is your network. And uh, I remember I attended a, a, a conference and was listening to a panel and one of the IT executives in our community mm. talked about that he devotes 20 or 30% of his time to networking. And I thought that's really incredible because uh, you know you want a safe community, it, it's lonely at the top, right? And the C-level executives in technology, they need to, they need, they're always needing to perform. They have budgets that are scrutinized. They have to do the most with the least amount of money. It has to work. There's no, you know, the, the board and the CEO and the CFO, I don't think they look at what is the plan B, right? There is the, there's, there's only success and things go wrong. Things go wrong. And to have a safe network where you can actually say, gosh, you know, I know, um, my buddy, whomever, mm -hmm. has gone through this, and I can call them and get their advice and and help work through this. But also the vendor community, they these IT executives don't want vendors; they want partners. They want people that they can call when when the going's good and when the going's less good. So I think really building that network is, um, you know, I think it's good for the soul. I think yeah. that it's uh, also good for the career. And to your point that it is lonely at the top and then for them to have peers that have gone through it and sharing that Absolutely. experience, knowing that we're not alone, right? Absolutely. In a way, that's mm -hmm. so critical. Now, one of the things I know that Technology Ball does is to give back to the community, right? You, yes. Can you talk a bit about how you do that? Absolutely, absolutely. For me, I think it's very important to give back so personally, I have been involved in nonprofit organizations through much of my career. Uh, initially, I worked for a corporation that really valued employees engaging in the community and being involved. So, and I'm, I'm a go big or go home kind of person. So I was involved in three nonprofit organizations. So by day, I had my day job. I was a project manager at a mutual fund company and uh, you know, a fairly demanding job with deadlines and whatnot. And then by night, um, I volunteered and I volunteered for a number of organizations and I always raise my hand, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you know, who will help with this? And I am the one who helps. So um, you know, I would work into the wee hours of the night and I can't say that that has necessarily changed. I thought it might, but um, I really wanted to align my day job with what I was passionate about. And so I moved into um, working for a nonprofit. So this idea of giving back has really been part of my DNA and part of who I am for decades. So for me, it was very important for Technology Ball to also um, have that element. And so STEM education is where we have aligned our philanthropic sensibilities. And what we have done, we've had a couple of partners over the years. Um, initially, we, we partnered with an organization that was a national mentor mentoring organization. Mm -hmm. And I really loved their model, um, but we really were yearning for someone local who we could uh, partner with and really see the fruits of our labor. Yeah. 
And really just by happenstance, UTD came into my life. So Professor Garov Shaker is uh, really just such a, a powerful and wonderful partner for us through Technology Ball. And he also raises his hand. I ask him something and he says yes, which is so lovely. So we've really been able to be very creative about what our community is able to do with UT Dallas. And we have had a thriving mentor program where many of our IT executives are helping these students as they are considering their careers in technology. And they get guidance from really just an incredible roster of IT executives, both from the, the, um, the practitioner side as well as from the vendor side. We also have done hackathons. We've done a job fair. It was one of the most successful job fairs that UTD has ever seen with the number of students coming through. Um, we we are, are typically placing students in internships and we've even placed some in jobs for our IT executives. And now with Technology Ball, we've actually partnered with, my business partner is in Austin. So we've also partnered with Houston Tillotson, which is an HBCU university there. So really targeting the underrepresented in the tech sector to provide mentorship as well. And we've done scholarships and um, you know, really just a, a variety of ways to support the next generation of IT leaders. Oh, for sure. And I know, Thinking back to my days as like a engineering student, one of the things that I really craved was what's the working world like? And being able to speak to somebody that's out there that's a leader was golden and so valuable. And it's interesting too, because obviously there's great value for these students, mm. but what I find fascinating and one of my favorite things about our mentor program is that our IT executives say that they feel like they're getting as much or more out of the program as their mentees are. You know, they're able to stay in tune with what's going on in technology in a way that they can't do behind their desks. And so I think these students keep them challenged and engaged and they really find great value in And the in sentiments of the next generation. Yeah. Oh, yes, For yes. Sure. But they also, you know, the next generation is, um, they are proceeding through life a little bit differently than their previous generations. So to be able to engage with people who have been in the workforce for decades to help them know what to expect, that's one of our, one of the elements of our curriculum is what to expect when you get your first job so that they're not, you know, on TikTok or whatever yeah. it might be on the company's dime and, you know, the company's watching. And so a lot of, a lot of these students that are coming in they don't know what they don't know. And so we're really designing the program. Or they to don't know help what them. to ask even. Right. Yeah. They don't know what's ahead of them. So it's really nice for them to be able to have this resource. And oftentimes these relationships continue beyond the, the mentor program is a semester long, but these can, relationships continue beyond that. And it's really been wonderful to see. So not only having known you now, are you guys giving back to the student level? but you're launching a exciting new thing to give back to kind of that mid-level um, director, managerial yes. level yes. to move up. Yes. Right? So tell us about that. Well, I'm really thrilled about it. And uh, this is Tech, Tech CXO Launchpad is my new initiative. And the idea actually germinated from one of the CIOs that participates in Technology Ball. Now it has taken on a life of its own as I assembled an amazing advisory board. And uh, they took my um, 
I mean, I think it was a medium-sized idea, and they have really just blown it up, and it is, uh, it's really just a, a very compelling program. But uh, a series of events over the last couple of years have paved the way for me to be able to do this. And basically, I have a group of CIOs and CTOs, current and former, who are developing the curriculum and teaching the curriculum. They are bringing guest speakers from their circles and our shared circles to, uh, to bring other industry experts into this program. And we have executive coaches that will be aligned with each of the enrollees. We have incorporated philanthropy. Again, um, it's important to me, but it was important to the advisory board. So the group is doing a Habitat for Humanity house build at the end of the program, which will be a great group exercise for them as well. I want to pause real quick here and give a special shout out to one of our sponsors, CG Infinity. I've worked with them for several years now, and I can truly say that they have one of the best workplace cultures that I've ever experienced. And they specialize in a variety of industries, especially energy, utilities, and financial services. And they serve them through their Salesforce, cloud, as well as customer experience services. So thank you, CG Infinity, and I hope you'll support them as they have supported us here at the podcast. We are also incorporating many capstone projects into each module, so they will be able to put into practice through group exercises what they're learning. And it's really just, um, it's growing, but I think it's growing in such a beautiful way, and everything that's being added and infused into this program is really for the benefit and the value of these enrollees. And it is for aspiring C-level IT executives, so a key performer on the team to help them with the leadership skills that they need on their journey to the C-suite. But it's also for C-level IT executives who've gotten there suddenly and they didn't really cut their teeth getting there and they can benefit from these decades of knowledge from this advisory board to help them really um, be successful without needing to learn as they go in their new role. Let me let me get this straight. So you basically are able to learn from tech executives that have been through the ringer <laughs> of all the, ringer. the ups and downs of becoming a CIO, CTO, yes. and at the same time they're bringing other guest speakers and and philanthropy as well. Absolutely. What a powerful combination. And it's yeah. about building their networks too, right? So there's going to be a strong alumni network. Obviously, we're getting started with cohort one, yeah. but as this program continues, we plan to have continued engagement through the network. And uh, my advisory board, we were trying to come up with a tagline. <clears throat> one of the things they said was, we walked through fire so you don't have to. <laughs> and they said, yes. well, maybe we don't want it to be so violent, but I yes. think it's very telling yes. of their journey in the tech sector. What we landed on is um, smart people learn from their mistakes, smarter people learn from others' mistakes. Wow. That was safer than the fire <laughs> example. Because yes. I see, you know, I, I came up through organizing job fairs and a lot of times I meet tons of technology professionals and there's always that struggle, right? What got them to middle management is not what's going to get them to senior management and is not what's going to get them to the C-level, executive level. Um, was that kind of the motivation behind starting the program or what, 
what kind of pushed you forward and what really motivated you to, to do this and, and the, your why? Mm. Well, I think that, um, you know, I am very, I listen to my community, right? So when they bring ideas to me, sometimes I can't act on them right away, but I usually plant them in the back of my mind. And then I, as I identify opportunities to bring them into the mix, I'll do that. So this was something, as I mentioned, that was planted, a seed that was planted by one of my CIOs years ago. And he said, you know, I, I have my reports participating in an education program and it's not as good as it used to be. And he said, I think you could do this through Technology Ball. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. And I didn't have the bandwidth at the time, but I kept it in the back of my mind. And so when I had the opportunity, it was really uh, something that I had a great interest in when it was first mentioned to me. And what I did was um, I'm working with Nanette Pyrek, who's been on my team actually for six years yesterday. She had her anniversary. And um, I brought her in to TCLP, TechCXO Launchpad, TCLP. And uh, she and I went out to members of our community who had been mentoring or had gotten involved with teaching and participating in some consulting courses. And they were already of the mindset of giving back and of this legacy concept. So we wanted to find out from them, if we create this program, is this of interest? Do you think this would have, have legs in the tech sector? And they really, first of all said, I wanna be a part of it, which we did not expect. And uh, you know, they really did think that there is a great need for it because the CIOs, CTOs, CISOs, CDOs, et cetera, that are in these positions, they are more than capable of teaching their teams how to walk the path that they walked to become a CIO. They don't have time, right? So they might be able to do this in fits and starts, but it's a very demanding career. And you know they are more than capable of transferring this knowledge themselves where the challenge lies is in bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So being able to have a program where peers in the sector, yeah. these people have 20, 30, 40 plus years of C-level technology experience. Mm -hmm. So for them to be able to pour all of their knowledge and passion into this program is really just incredible. So I think the why was really being able to give to the next generation. We we give to the future generation through Technology Ball. So paving this way for people that are looking to enter a career in technology. So this is a really nice progression to be able to address those who are in technology and helping take them to the next level. This is gonna benefit them. It's going to benefit their companies. And really it will benefit the community because yes. these companies will be stronger and and driving more benefit to our economies benefit their team even the next across the board level of yes. employees yes i really like how you did that karen because it's it's almost like there is an idea and even if it wasn't exactly the time to do it yet you just kind of like you said tucked it into your head and then just let it percolate and from there you then kind of like made sure you kind of gathered all the feedback and input from the community, and then you built it from there. It's definitely, you know, when you take those personality assessments, for lack of a better way mm. to describe them, I am that person who I, I don't react right away. Yeah. I sit and I, I percolate on things, 
and then I, I deliver once I, I think through things. Um, so that is definitely my personality to, to let it brew in the background. And then when I launch, it's fully formed often. Now, see footnote with this, my advisory board had all kinds of other ideas, yeah. <laughs> which I have embraced. I tell them that I'm kind of Oz behind mm. the curtain and they are really um, having the vision and they are creating this program and I am executing on their vision. So mm. I, we're really just incredibly fortunate to have a, a, an incredible group of individuals creating this program. Now, I know sometimes when we create programs, whatever it is, or we, we have a project or we have an event, there's times where we hit a no or a wall or a, a big road bump, right? Any advice on how to navigate, maybe like when we start to feel self-doubt or how am I gonna pull this off? What kind of pulls <laughs> you up from those kind of moments? Well, that is interesting because, you know, I became an entrepreneur quite by accident, uh, which as an entrepreneur, I have learned that's how a lot of people become entrepreneurs. So they lose their job or, you know, they, there's some event that is not a positive one mm. oftentimes that leads to this path to entrepreneurship. So I was similar. I was, um, I was laid off from my position because the nonprofit went in the direction of hunger relief and that didn't align with Technology Ball. And they said, well, then there's no room for Technology Ball at this organization. So I thought, well, now what will I do? Mm -hmm. And I love Technology Ball and I love the community that I've worked with. I feel quite fortunate. You know, I'm one of those people that work doesn't feel like work mm -hmm. and work is a passion for me and I enjoy what I do so much. So I started the company and I didn't call them roadblocks or speed bumps. I called them landmines because that's how they feel when you're an entrepreneur. And you just feel like the world is caving in and how will I ever get through this? And you can't show the world that because that's not, that is not, that does not elicit confidence. Um, so I think in response to your question on how to handle these, these speed bumps or, or the or, nose along the way, <laughs> the nose along the way, but those feel like landmines as yes. well to an entrepreneur when you're trying to move forward and, um, and really do things that you believe are, are the right things to do and your community is behind you. So I have really built a network of people who have served as mentors to me. So similar to the advice that I, I give about networking, I practice what I preach and I have a strong network that I can count on. And as well for me in particular, I enrolled in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And a friend of mine strongly recommended that I enroll in that program. And she's amazing, so I do what she recommends. Um, so thank you, Eba. Um, and I enrolled in that program. And it was really eye-opening to me to be in a room with other entrepreneurs and to realize that I was not the only one feeling these, really anything uh, entrepreneur-wise. You feel like you're the only one going through these things. And so now I have a very strong network of, uh, of my cohort itself, but then all the cohorts in Dallas, I was in cohort 22. So there is a strong history of this entrepreneur group, but we share this common 
this commonality. So it's, it's automatically a safe space to be able to count on. So I think just really the, the peer group and having mentors who you can count on, who can, um, who can advise you and help you navigate through. So we're never alone. We're never alone, mm -hmm. never alone. Let me ask you a tactical question. Because a lot of technologists, um, and even when I was starting off in my career, this idea of networking is very, very daunting. It's, you know, some of us are shy or introverted, and the, <laughs> you, I still remember like going into my first kind of like networking events, yes. like, what do I say? What do I do? Like, any tips or advice for folks that might be, they know they have to network, they know they have to go to events. So once they get there, once they arrive through the doorstep, Karen, tell us what they can do. <laughs> Everything you need to know. Well, I don't know that I, I have all the secrets, but um, you know, I, I agree with you. Networking is scary. And I think with anything, with overcoming a challenge or a fear, the more you do it, the less daunting it becomes. So I would say definitely leap in, first of all. And um, someone actually told me what they do, which I thought was very interesting. So a member of my community said that they arrive at events early. They try to be the first person there. And then they can sort of ease into the environment. And then as people arrive, they're talking to everyone. So they're sort of building upon this network of the event itself as it's happening. And I thought that that was really brilliant because you know they're the person that is in the room. So the next person that comes in actually naturally goes over to them and they are able to engage. So I thought that was amazing. And I think that in, in technology in particular, I, I say that with technology, while well, we are a group of extroverted introverts, and I even have a member of my community that I didn't realize how much of an introvert he is. And he told me that after technology ball events, he said, I have to take a couple days to yeah. kind of recover. And I think that's okay. You know, I think be, be yourself, be authentic, be true to who you are. But I think so much of, of what the journey holds for us is held within our network. And I'll tell you one more story. One of the IT execs that participates in Technology Ball, he was a mentor to some of the students at UT Dallas. And we were having a commemoration ceremony for the students. Uh -huh. And he said to this, a group of students, he said, I was reflecting back on my career and looking at how many jobs I've had. And he said, I've had 16. And I looked at how I got those jobs. He said, two of them, I submitted an application. The rest of them were through my network. And I think that that if we reflect back on our careers, we don't get jobs typically by filling out an application. We get referred through our network and our network helps drive those, drive those opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I think it's incredibly important to factor in networking. I love that. And that tip, because then in a way you're, you're kind of easing into it slowly, yes. right? As yes. the room slowly fills up you're already kind of there. You're building yeah. your comfort level. Versus walking event. into a packed yes. room. <laughs> right, Absolutely. Where do I go? Right, yes, yeah. yes. Um, also, so now that let's say you meet somebody or you met a few connections, right? How do you nurture relationships or follow up or any advice around that, Karen? Because like you've developed such 
deep, deep relationships. How do you kind of nurture that from that first meeting? You know, I think that follow-up is important because otherwise, you know, it's really just a, a waste of your time in many cases. So I think it is important to follow up and I'm gonna go back to being authentic. And um, I think there's, there's nothing more disarming for a person than to ask them for something that they don't have either at all or not right now or not for you or whatever it might be. Now, is that a job? Is that buy my product? Is that, you know, whatever it might be. I think that it's very, uh, people want to be open and engaging and helpful. And when you automatically say, Fanny, do you have a job for me? And you say, gosh, I don't have a job for you. Now, now what do you or say? Or buy my product now. Right. <laughs> yes, you need, you need this. It can be very disarming. So I think um, what is very valuable is people enjoy talking about themselves, right? We are, it's a human characteristic. And I think talking about, you know, do you have advice for me on this topic? Or I have this idea, I'd love to run it by you. Those kinds of things are very engaging and it also allows you to develop a rapport. So I think identifying commonalities and identifying opportunities to engage and really get to know a person. And really when your relationships are transactional in nature, whatever the transaction is, they're not very deep and deep relationships are lasting relationships. So I think whatever approach can be taken to be authentic, but also to build a rapport and grow a relationship. Mm, beautiful. So now, Karen, our show is called Tech Legacies, right? And it's all about what kind of legacy do we want to leave behind? What do we want to pass on to the community? What is that motivator for you? What drives you to continue to push this forward and to create all these programs? What is the, the legacy you want to leave behind and give back? You know, um, Technology Ball is my baby, I feel like. And, um, and now TechCXO Launchpad as well. And for me, we talked about that it, it's sort of baked into my DNA, this idea of giving back. And Technology Ball and TechCXO Launchpad are delivering educational opportunities to drive opportunities for others. But I think uh, a real passion point for me through both of these organizations is it goes back to relationships. And I think that um, relationships are so important to us. Uh, you know, we, we count on people to help us personally and professionally. And it's so important to have networks like that. And we had a couple of hiccups with Technology Ball recently, and we weren't sure the future of Technology Ball. And the community, we have secured Technology Ball again, and it is here. And um, the community has said, gosh, we thought we were gonna lose it. And we've always appreciated Technology Ball, but now we appreciate it even more. Yeah. And they've been very re reflective about what Technology Ball has meant to them over the years and the relationships that they've fostered and we look at the DFW community, and I think we're very unique as a technology community compared to other markets. And I am proud to say that several of my IT executives have really credited Technology Ball with that. And so I love that. I love that Technology Ball has been able to bring a community together in a way that 
it wasn't cohesive to this level prior to Technology Ball. So I would love to maintain that legacy of a connected network, particularly in the tech space. Mm -hmm. Connected network, connected community, network. deep relationships. Karen, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. I think a lot of times we, we concentrate on the technology, the facts and the figures, and at the end of the day, we, we crave the connection and we crave the relationships too. So, so important. I thanks think. for being that, the heart <laughs> of, of the community and bring that to everyone together. It's truly a joy for me. So thank you, Fanny. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And for those of you out there, please make sure that if you enjoyed this as well to check out other episodes with our other technology executives and be sure to like and comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as to any podcast platforms that you're currently listening to and uh, leave us a comment. Your feedback lets us know how to be better and do better. Thanks for tuning in everybody. We appreciate you. At Tech Legacies, we're all about helping technology professionals grow and succeed in their careers by sharing the advice of top technology executives. If you're looking to take your career to the next level and become a technology executive yourself, we have an exciting program to tell you about. It's called the Tech CXO Excellence Program by Tech CXO Launchpad, and they are our partners. They're offering an immersive, multimodal program developed and taught by current and former CIOs and CTOs who are passionate about building the next generation of C-suite technology executives. And you'll experience a full immersion into the C-suite world and also get to collaborate, network, and experience capstone-style projects with other professionals. And this is all while benefiting from face-to-face -face interactions in person with industry guest speakers. It is exclusively for a new level of C-suite executives and C-level direct reports and second directs who are earmarked for succession planning and career growth. To join their waitlist, register your interests at www.techcxolaunchpad.com. That's techcxolaunchpad.com. This program has everything you need to take your career to the next level.